Hey guys, this is Melissa. As you may have seen on social media, I postponed the release of episode 41 and I decided to take a break from our typical feminist drunk history lesson this week so that I could participate in the podcast Blackout Movement, which was inspired and created by the Cult 45 podcast. So the hashtag podcast blackout is basically giving podcasters like myself the chance to use our platforms to protest against racism and police brutality against the black community. So I'm going to briefly share some of my thoughts and feelings and perspectives on the current events that are taking place in the world right now, but then I'm going to end this segment by paying tribute to a handful of Black people who've tragically lost their lives due to murder inflicted by our very own police force and civilians due to centuries of ongoing racism and discrimination. So, to get started, the past couple of weeks have been a total and complete disaster. Um, I've gone through a series of emotions ranging from anger to fear to sadness to full-blown mourning. Um, And to be honest, they fluctuate every day as more details unravel, as more violence continues, and as more truth comes out. So to sum it all up, I am completely angered and heartbroken at the violent murder of George Floyd by the Minnesota police officer. And I'll be honest, I didn't watch the video until several days after his death because I felt like the knowledge of knowing what happened was all that I needed to know. But as the days pass and the protests deepened, I felt like I really needed to see the truth in order to just fully grasp what's going on and kind of just accept the reality of what happened and what's been happening in our society. So needless to say, um, I'm completely horrified by what I saw and just totally mortified to not only know but see that a police officer could murder this man in broad daylight in public while he begged for his life, while multiple police officers stood there and watched, and as civilians screamed and cried on the sidewalk begging for them to stop. So, I understand that situations like this have been occurring for centuries, but today we live in a time where the entire world can literally watch it happen in real time, on film, in our hands, and the comfort of our homes. And that's pretty fucking real. Um, now, I am somebody who was born with privilege, and I am completely aware of that, And I'm also aware that I will never understand what Black people go through and live with on a daily basis. I have no doubt that I've probably made a lot of errors in my life where I could have stepped up and been a better ally. And for whatever reason, I either didn't or I was ignorant to what was happening 
or I was scared, or I was just totally oblivious to my surroundings, or how other people are living, or what their lived experience is even like. So, you know, even though I run this feminist podcast that highlights and celebrates women and, you know, we cover privileged women and marginalized women, it doesn't mean that I am 100% educated on how to be the best ally that I can be to not only the Black community, but really all marginalized people that experience systematic racism or just discrimination in general. But I really want to do better. And I want to be able to use my privilege and my podcast platform to speak up for the Black community and vocalize that I am not fucking okay with police brutality and the killing of Black people. Um, Like, the fact that Minnesota police murdered George Floyd outside of a grocery store while he cried out for his mother... They knew they were being filmed and they still didn't stop because they felt justified in ending his life. That is not fucking okay. Um, And the fact that some redneck racists chased down and shot Ahmaud Aubrey while he was out on a casual run in the neighborhood and they didn't get arrested until the video footage was released two months later is not fucking okay. And the fact that Breonna Taylor was shot dead while sleeping in her bed, and the policeman that killed her has yet to be arrested, is not fucking okay. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, and we all know that this is not fucking okay, and we need the people to step the fuck up and enforce change. Whether that be through peaceful protests, electing new leaders that believe in reform, using our platforms to lift up black communities and marginalized people, or even just simply donating to the many human rights organizations that fight for the cause every day. So we all have to do something. I mean, there's a handful of things that you can do, um, but we have to do it now. So this week, I took my first step by donating to a couple of organizations that I will tell you about right now. So the first one is Black Visions Collective. They're an organization focused on expanding the power of Black people through various campaigns across the Twin Cities metro area and all of Minnesota. Uh, Also, I donated to The Color of Change, which is an organization that challenges corporations and politicians about neglecting and exploiting Black communities. I also donated to the Black Lives Matter Los Angeles chapter, an organization that helps disrupt systems of oppression through nonviolent action, policy work, community self-care, and creative engagement. And lastly, I donated to the Marsha P. Johnson Institute, which is an organization that provides community employment and a sense of survival for Black trans people who are struggling to get by in the world. So on that note, um, just want to let you guys know I love you all and 
the remainder of this episode will be a tribute to just a few of the Black people who were murdered by police and everyday civilians due to racial discrimination. Now, I know that I am missing millions of people from this list, and the truth is I'm not sure we could ever possibly know the true number of Black people that have been killed due to racism. But I am hopeful that this small tribute towards just a tiny fragment of this group of people will still carry some weight. So I will get started. George Floyd, age 46, went to a grocery store, died 2020. Eric Garner, age 44, bought a pack of cigarettes, died 2014. Alton Sterling, age 37, sold CDs, died 2016. Breonna Taylor, age 26, sleeping in her bed, died 2020. Tanisha Anderson, age 37, was having a bad day in front of her house, died 2015. Tamir Rice, age 12, on a playground, died 2014. Ahmad Aubrey, age 25, out for a run, died 2020. Atatiana Jefferson, age 28, looked out her window, died 2019. Botham John, age 26, hanging out in his living room, died 2018. Philando Castile, age 29, carried a licensed firearm, died 2016. Trayvon Martin, age 17, walking home, died 2012. Sandra Bland, age 28, got a traffic ticket, died 2015. Corey Jones, age 31, car broke down, died 2015. John Crawford, age 22, shopping at Walmart, died 2014. Oscar Grant, age 22, sitting at a train station on New Year's Eve, died 2009. The Charleston Nine. Clementa C. Pinchke, age 41, Cynthia Maria Graham Hurd, age 51, Susie Jackson, age 87, Ethel Lee Lance, age 70, DePayne Middleton Doctor, age 49, Tawanza Sanders, age 26, Daniel L. Simmons, age 74, Myra Thompson, age 59. They went to church, died 2015. 